This is the Comedy Reject Podcast with your host, Sterling Scott. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is episode number two of the Comedy Reject Podcast, sponsored by Scarborough's Finest. And I am very happy to announce that the Comedy Reject Podcast has been picked up by TaylorMade Radio, which means that you can go to TaylorMadeRadio.ca and you will find the Comedy Reject Podcast alongside a bunch of other amazing shows. All right. With that, let's begin the show, man. Ah, relax. Welcome, welcome, and relax, people. Yo, I got to say, man, I'm very uh, happy with so many of you guys that downloaded episode one. For those of you that are new here, uh, this is the Comedy Reject podcast where I talk about whatever the fuck I feel like. And today, today I do not have a guest on the show. Like I said, sometimes on the show, I'm going to have guests and sometimes I won't. And today, I don't have a guest. I wanted to talk to you guys. I wanted to get to know you guys. And in order to get to know each other, what I'm doing from now on is any questions, comments, or anything about the podcast that you'd like to uh, ask me about or uh, write in and ask me topics or questions about something I've said, please email me at thecomedyreject at gmail.com. Once again, thecomedyreject at gmail.com. Hit me up, email me, write to me, people, talk to me, and I'll put it on the podcast if I feel like it. You know what I'm saying? For the rest of you that have been here, you know, I just urge you to relax, sit back. I know this is a podcast where it's supposed to be funny and all that stuff, but I urge you to just grab your spliff, you know what I'm saying? Sit down in your couch. If you don't smoke, no worries, tranquilo. Grab a, grab a drink, you know? Pour out your scotch, have your beer, kick back, and let's just vibe out, man. That's what I'm trying to learn how to do. And I know when I say this, it comes a little bit from like a Buddhist mentality, but I like it. And it's to not have expectations because expectations set you up for failure. There's no positives in having expectations. Let me explain what I mean when I say that. If you expect something to happen and it happens, then it's not really that joyful because of the fact that, well, yeah, it happened. I expected it to happen. But now on the flip side, if you expect something to happen and it doesn't happen, it can destroy you. Like I really am starting to see that more and more now that I'm on lockdown because I used to expect a lot of things. I remember one time I was uh, dating a girl way back in the day when I used to still have a day job working in the oil fields. And I used to put in, you know, 12 hour shifts, but it's really like 14 hours because you got to get there an hour early and it takes you an hour to get home. And my girlfriend at the time, you know, she saw me putting in them hours and she was calling me from work at lunch. And she said, uh, Yo, when you come home tonight, I'm going to give you some. And I'm going to put on my nice lingerie and I'm going to do all these things. And I'm going to have all this laid out. And I was excited, but I was working nights, right? So I'm all excited and I'm ready to come home. 
Now, when you work nights, that means you start in the nighttime. You come home in the daytime. So I was all excited. I start at uh, 10.30 p.m. and I would finish uh, at 10 a.m. So I am all excited now. 10 a.m., can't wait, jump in the car, drive all the way down the road, get through traffic. I'm not even mad when people are cutting me off. Sideswipe me. I'm going on to get some pum-pum. Then I go pull up in the driveway, and I can see as I look up the light shining from the bedroom. I'm excited. I open the door, kick off my shoes, run up in the bedroom, and just peel back the sheets. And there she is, fucking sleeping. Sleeping, bro. Hardcore. I'm talking full on fucking Zeds. Like she was really sawing a log. And the worst part about it is that she really did have on the sexy lingerie. But she was out cold. And I was expecting. Now, I know that she was doing something nice for me. But I was expecting to come home from a hard day's work and knock out a back wall. Yo, when I mean it, crush me. And guys, this is an honest thing. Yo, guys, you ever be expecting sex and you don't get it and you're so mad that you just have to like leave the room and go sit down somewhere else and you try to find some way to expend that energy? I had to do that. And on the flip side, on the flip side, when you don't expect something and then you get it, yo, it's glorious. Like, again, I was trying to go to the store and I picked up my pants and I know enough people have gone through this and you dig your hand in your pants and you find like a $20 or a $100 bill. Yo, that's your money. But you didn't know it was there and you didn't expect it. Tell me I'm lying. Don't you know how sweet that felt? So I had a $100 bill. I don't even know how I even had that money, where that money came from. I don't know, but it felt, it was the sweetest feeling I've ever had. If you dip your hand in your pocket and you have $100 that you expect to be there, does it feel nice? No. But when you dip your hand in your pocket and you pull out a $100 bill you didn't know it was there, priceless. And that's what I want you guys to have with me. No expectations, because I don't know what the fuck go happen from episode to episode. But I will say, though, that uh, since I've been on lockdown, I've been doing a lot of things that I've never done before. And one of the things that I did is I, uh, I did uh, mushrooms. Now, I am not, uh, it's, I'm a weed smoker. Everybody knows that. Um, I'm also a big time, I drink. That's I'm literally lighting a spliff as I'm saying this. I drink and I smoke, but I never, ever, ever, and this is honest, I've never done any other drugs ever in my life. At this time, I felt like I had to do it because I was hanging out at a comedy show before the epidemic, before the pandemic, with at a comedy show at the Mason Hall with a white dude who was a dread, who had the title of shaman. Yo, if you're going to do mushrooms and psychedelic drugs for your first time, 
Tell me it's not a sign that a white dude with dreads who calls himself a shaman is not the guy you want the drugs from. You're like, yeah, that guy does drugs. I'm going to do them with him. So this beautiful human being, and I call him a beautiful human being because as much as people might be like laughing at the fact that I was hanging out with a white dread who calls himself a shaman, yo, these guys good peoples. So anyways, I'm leaving his name out of the podcast because I don't know if he wants to be told in the story, but if you're from Edmonton, you guys know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyways, he says to me that he's going to, you know, hook me up. So he comes over and he drops off some uh, some mushrooms. We only did a little bit on the first time. And I got to say, nothing really crazy happened. You know what I'm saying? I probably did a gram of mushrooms. And the most was I was talkative as hell. I was sweating a lot. Um, Like we talked for easily... 12 hours. That's crazy, but yeah, 12 hours. And then, uh, you know, I saw a little bit of like his hair would change colors, like his hair would turn purple. And it just looked purple. It didn't, you know what I mean? It was crazy. But, you know, nothing special. So then I picked up mushrooms from him again. This time he gave me seven grams of psychedelic mushrooms. And I went and I did three and a half grams, one shot, just halved it up. I didn't even weigh it, just halved it, and then just shoved it in my mouth. And mushrooms are fucking disgusting. And, like, it's a lot like an edible where nothing happens for the first hour to two hours. And then all of a sudden, yo, shit started kicking in. And the first thing that kicked in is I couldn't stop laughing. I just couldn't stop laughing. I mean, I couldn't even breathe If you were trying to talk to me, I was like, I can't. (laughs) And I just started laughing and I couldn't control it. I couldn't catch my breath. And then something else really weird happened. I started crying. As embarrassing as this is, I was laughing and crying uncontrollably at the same time. And then, then it got real freaky, boy. Then it's like I went to the bathroom. Because when you're on shrooms... For some reason, you have this uncontrollable desire to either throw up or take a shit. But you can't do either. It's so fucking annoying. I was literally just like, when am I going to shit? Or when am I going to throw up? I just want to do one or the other because this is annoying. But besides that, the rest of it felt amazing. Like, I felt amazing. Like, the next time I do it, I'll probably do it with laxatives. If you think that's a bad idea, please write in to the Comedy Reject and let me know if that's a bad idea. Because I felt constipated and I just wanted that feeling to pass. And I had that feeling for God knows how long. So let me know. If I'm on shrooms and I start tripping balls and I want to shit or throw up, should I take a laxative so I could just go to the bathroom? Let me know. But anyways, back to it. So now we are tripping balls. And I mean in the realest sense. You ever watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? If you're watching the hotel scenes, whenever they're in the hotel, or when, and the lighting and the crazy kind of, and you're probably, and if you've never done mushrooms, you're like, this is just them being crazy. But when you're on mushrooms, you're like, that makes sense. That's the colors that you see. 
I was watching Bob's Burgers, and whatever color was on the TV, I would look at the wall, and the wall would be that color. And then the next thing was that I would go to the bathroom, and when I'm in the bathroom, I'd look down, and the tiles on the floor were just melting. And it looked like I was looking at this melting floor through a stained glass window, a white stained glass window. I know that don't even make sense, but that's what it felt like. And um, I was sweating like a whore in church. I don't, like, I could, like, the amount of sweat pouring out of my body. And I remembered what the shaman said. When you're tripping balls, sometimes if you feel like it's getting too intense, you're probably just too hot. So I went to the window and I opened uh, the window and I forgot I was naked. So whoever saw my penis that day, don't apologize. You owe me money on a fans only account. So now I open up the window and I start to calm down a bit and I start to really ride this wave. And uh, the walls would change colors. They would melt. I saw a lot of that rainbow shit. Like when you go look at a rainbow, that's what I was seeing. And it was everywhere and it was trippy and it lasted for hours. The next day, I felt like uh, content. That's the only way to say it, content. Like if you go to a party and you party really hard and you have a really great time, that feeling you have when you go to your bed and you lay down in your bed, yo, that feeling of content, that's how I felt for the whole day. And uh, that was my first experience with shrooms. And I'm like, yo, honestly, I'll fuck with it again. But not on a regular basis. That's like a quarterly thing. I'll do that four times a year because it's intense, man. It's a lot going on. And I'm not uh, trying to, like, have a bad trip because you can have bad trips because, like, if people put thoughts in your head and you're very vulnerable, like, I'm so, like, people could take advantage of you when you're in that situation. And I don't want people to suggest things like, you know, uh, I have a comedian friend, Ryan Short, and he would tease his friend when he was tripping balls about seeing ghosts. And that would fuck with me because, yo, I swear to you guys, I've seen ghosts. Yes, I'm telling you guys, I've seen ghosts. Let me explain. There's two occasions I'm going to tell you guys when I've seen ghosts. And I don't even know if it's a ghost or whatever, but, yo, here's how it went down, okay? The first one is an actual bit I used to do in my act. See, it happened a lot when I was younger. My mom is very big into voodoo. She believes in that shit, heavy. Like, my mom told my seven-year-old niece that, that you know, to put the picture of the person she doesn't like in her shoe. And any time that person wants to mess with her, to stamp five times on the floor... And, and and watch how that woman or that person will leave you alone. I'm like, mommy, stop teaching these children voodoo. She's seven. Don't teach her voodoo. That's I don't know where that falls in the parenting book, but I'm pretty sure chapter one, if it had it, it would say don't teach your kid voodoo. So anyways, the reason why I'm telling you my mom was heavy into voodoo, you'll see why. Because I was at home late night laying in my bed and I fell asleep. And then when I fell asleep, you know, I had that moment, that you, that drowsy moment where you kind of like, you're still asleep, but you open your eyes 
maybe to just roll over, change positions. So I open my eyes, and what I see at the foot of my bed in the dark, as creepy as this may sound, it looked like a large hooded figure. And as I'm staring at this thing, because, yo, if you wake up in the night and you see something, you don't act like you see it already. You're like, what is that? Am I seeing something and thinking it's something out? Like my brain was still processing what it was. And then as I was like processing that it looks like a person in a hood, I swear to you guys, the fucking thing rushed forward and my entire body locked into the bed. I couldn't move. And I'm locked up in the bed and I can't move. Like my eyes are open, but I can't move. And I'm panicking. And my mom always said, when this happens, you're, you're being raped by a ghost. Now, I know that that sounds very aggressive, but you have to understand that my mother is teaching a seven-year-old how to do voodoo. Do you think she had any issues telling me I'm being raped by a ghost at 12? None. So I'm locked down and I'm thinking and I'm going back into what she said. And she goes, the only way to make the ghost let you go is you have to start saying the Our Father. Yes, for some reason, pedophile ghosts hate Catholic prayers, apparently. But I did it. I was locked up and I just started saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And when I got to thy will be done, yo, I, I sat up. And I was like, yo, like I sat up like I've been trying to get up the whole time. Like I've been held down and then the, the, the pressure let go and I shot up and I was like, that will be done. And I told my mom the next day and she goes, clean your room. Them spirits like your dotty ass room. That's why they're in there fucking you. And that's <laughs> the first time that I experienced uh, some kind of paranormal activity. If you think I'm talking shit, whatever, man, but... It's now diagnosed as sleep paralysis, what I experienced. But there's no, as far as I know, there's no explanation for that, sleep paralysis. But, yo, look up what I said, that when you're getting held down in the night, that you're being sexually assaulted. You'll see what I'm talking about. And I asked my mom, I said, how does this even happen? She goes, well, clean your room because the spirit's like a dirty house. And the second thing was that... If you come in your house after 12 a.m., you have to stop at the door, turn around, and walk in backwards so that evil spirits don't follow you into the house. I know this sounds fucking crazy. I swear to God, Google what I'm telling you. That's the shit that happened. And it happened to me. The second one, the second one happened this year, January. You could look up the accident I'm going to tell you guys about. I was driving to Stockton, California, and I was on the highway, and there was a giant accident, and I'm like, yo, this accident is backing up both sides of the highway, turns out a fucking cement truck and a truck carrying uh, potatoes or something, I don't know how they collided, but it was a massive accident taking up the entire middle of the highway, and highway shut down on both sides. So they're flagging us through. I got there just as the accident happened. So they were flagging us through. As they're flagging us through, I'm wearing polarized sunglasses. That's important. If anybody knows polarized sunglasses, polarized, 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 polarized sunglasses allow you to see light 
um, see through the reflections of certain light. That's the whole purpose of them. That's how they take out the glare. It removes certain light that is shown. That's important. You'll see why. So now I'm sitting there in traffic watching this accident that just happened, right? And above the the accident, I see smoke. And I'm like, yeah, there's going to be smoke. That accident is massive. That's a fire. But yo, if you know anything about smoke and heat and wind, one, there was no fire. But the second thing that tripped me out was it was windy, but the smoke's not blowing any direction. It wasn't blowing left, right. It was just hovering in this one area. And so then as I got closer now, I'm watching this fire, this, this smoke. And I'm like, why is this smoke not moving? And then it, the smoke then had a shape to it. And the only way I could describe this shape is imagine if you put a blanket over your head and then you put your hands and try to look like a ghost. And the three parts that would have been the head and two hands were reflecting light, just this constant light, just reflecting. And as this thing is hovering above where the accident is, now I get closer and I see there's no fire. So I'm like, what is this smoke doing? And why is it right above this accident? And I take off my glasses because I'm like, am I seeing shit? And I took off my glasses and the thing was gone. So I'm like, okay, I must be crazy. I put the glasses back on. It's there again. And I'm like, holy shit. I take off the glasses, gone. Put on the glasses, it's there. And I'm like, I am seeing this. I am seeing this thing. And it started to, like, the movement it was doing was, the best way I could describe it, was like a manta ray swimming in the ocean right above this thing, just playing right above where the accident was. And it didn't go nowhere. And then it kind of like turned towards me and I was like, fuck that. And I called my mom. Called my mom. You can ask my mom this story. I called my mom because my mom, like I said earlier, fucks with voodoo. And I tell her what I'm watching. I'm telling her as I'm looking at this thing. And then it started to go over playfully. And then it sat over another set of area where the police were. And my mom goes, you're seeing one of two things. You're either seeing the spirit that is there to take the lives of the people who are dead, or you're seeing the spirit that protected the lives. She goes, when you go home, Google on the news and see if anybody died. Because if it's a spirit of death, I'm worried. Because why is it showing itself to you? Yo, you know how fucking trippy that was, bro? My mom is telling me that what I'm looking at right now might be a spirit of death and that it's revealing itself to me. So now I'm tripping where I'm like, yo, I got to take out my phone. So I, I, I take my phone. I say, yo, I'm going to try to record this. And as I look down to, to try to record it and I look back up, fucking gone, completely gone. And I can't explain that, people. And I'm telling you, that's what happened to me. The accident happened in January in Stockton, California. Google truck accident with cement truck and potato truck, Stockton, California. I was on that highway. Nobody died. They said it was amazing that nobody died. 
because this accident was so massive. So the spirit I was seeing was a spirit of like protection, I guess. I don't know. I know a lot of people right now are rolling your eyes and being like, yo, fuck this guy. <laughs> but I'm telling you, those are my two experiences with ghosts. And if I'm tripping balls on drugs, the last thing I want to do is fucking have that in the back of my mind while I'm high. I don't need that shit. Mm-mm. You know the question, another thing I'm thinking though, yo, what's real and what's honest is, is, is uh, if you're a parent and you smoke weed or you're a drinker, when you have kids, are you going to allow them to smoke weed and drink? Like, that's a real question that I was thinking about because I grew up in a household where drinking was not taboo. Drinking was a normal thing, man. Yo, my family, what we would do, they would drink the beer. It was always a Heineken. They would drink the Heineken to the bottom of the Heineken and give you like like what they call the piss of the bottle, just a little tingas. And you you would drink that. And then on, you know, New Year's and stuff like that, you get a little champagne in your little glass you could toast. It was not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And now, now with marijuana, though, because marijuana was always illegal. But now that it's legal, and I do not see any negative with marijuana outside of the fact that it makes you not want to do shit. Uh, I don't think there's any negative about it, and I don't hide it from my kids. Not meaning that I smoke in front of my kids. I mean, if my kids uh, ask me, I'm like, yes, daddy smokes weed. And yo, my son is, uh, I have three kids for everybody who's now tuning in. I have three kids. My son is nine years old. And my son said to me, said something that was really like interesting. He said, daddy... I don't like that you smoke weed. And I said, why? And he goes, all smoke is bad. It's going to kill you. And I was like, you know what? That's an interesting thought that you have. First off, I'm glad that you're coming to me like this to talk to me. But I want to talk to you about it. Like, I wasn't shutting down his thoughts. I wanted to bring him facts and another perspective and let him formulate his own thoughts. Right? Because, like... Raising kids is difficult, and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to stop the thought process and the development of these young minds. I want them to have the freedom to ask questions and and to form their own opinions on things. Because when I was growing up, I didn't have that. When I was growing up, yo, whatever your mom said, that was gospel. Yo, to the point where, yo, I couldn't. I wouldn't care what a police officer or my teacher would say to me. If my mom said that was law, that's law. My favorite law from my mom was, if somebody hits you, hit them back. That was my favorite mom law. I'm not going to lie. That law, mommy, I followed it every time. Anytime someone, well, except one time, except one time. But I'll get back into that later. My son asked me about weed. And uh, so the next day, I drop him off to his mom's, and the next day, I pick him up, and he goes, Daddy, I've been thinking about that weed, and I don't think it's going to kill you. I know that you use it uh, for a good reason. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you use it because you can't sleep. Now, I was blown away. 
I'm blown away. I'm like, who told you that? He's like, nobody. I thought of it myself. Here's for something that's crazy for the people that don't know. I didn't smoke weed until I was 34 years old. I'm 38. I've only been smoking weed four years and only like regularly in the last two years. I only started smoking weed uh, because I was using edibles at first and then moving into weed because I have insomnia. I really do. Like, I'm not talking insomnia like how people are like, oh, my God, I'm up at 2 a.m. I have insomnia. I mean, I I literally go 38 to 48 hours where I don't sleep. And then when I do sleep, it's for like three hours. And then I'm back up. And then uh, it, it kept me very highly irritable. And, you know, it was very difficult for me to deal with. And indica weed uh, would put me to sleep. And so, yes, I started smoking weed because I couldn't sleep. And I was just like, how the fuck does he know that? And I go, how do you know that? And he goes, well, because when you used to drink, you would always fall asleep on the couch. And now that you don't drink no more, I think you're using weed as the substitute. Now, that's a very intelligent thought. But at the same time, I was like, yo, fuck you. I wasn't drunk all the time. (laughs) And I only slept on the couch twice. Two times. <laughs> well, that just goes to show like how smart these kids are. That, yes, I did come home one time drunk from a comedy show and fell asleep on the couch. I don't know if he was on the couch or not, but I did it, okay? I ain't no fucking saint. Take me off that pedestal. I'm a lunatic that does crazy shit. But uh, the fact that he concocted a brilliant idea from a bad habit, it taught me that... I need to not hide shit that I do for my kids and that I need to be aware of what I say to my kids. And, um, yo, that's my opinion. And like I said, uh, being a parent is hard and my mind's not closed. My mind is open to uh, other thoughts. So if if you think something differently or you agree or you disagree, write in. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? Tell me what you think about that. Because that was a... a really interesting uh, topic between me and my son. And he's only nine. You know what I'm saying? Nine years old. And uh, coming up to me with that kind of shit. So that was trippy. It's hard to uh, stay entertained and uh, while we're on this uh, lockdown. I know a lot of you guys are like, we're going crazy. I'm honestly loving it. I like the time and the perspective that I have alone. But it is... A lot of loneliness. I will, I will, I don't mind the loneliness because as a as a road comic, lockdown is pretty much what it's like when you're doing a four-week tour on the road. You just in a room, you only allowed out for an hour and to eat, and then it's back in the room. That's what it's kind of like when you're a road comic. Now, yeah, there's other comics who are like, I like to go out. Fuck you, I hate you, I don't want you as my roommate. I don't like to do shit, okay? So One of the weird things, (laughs) I don't know. I think it's weird, but at the same time, I feel like I can't be the only one. Obviously, I watch pornography. I don't think I'm a heavy user. I think I am a average user, which is I use it for what I'm using it for. And when I'm done, I turn it off. And uh, I don't go too heavy. My shit's not weird. I don't watch shit that I'm ashamed to say I watch, you know. But here's the weird thing. Anybody anybody ever watch a porn 
and then have a fantasy relationship with the porn star? Like, okay, <laughs> like when I mean fantasy relationship, like you in your mind, you're like, look, you're so beautiful. There's a strip, there's one, there's a porn star I like. There's a few of them I like. Um, uh, like uh, Tiana Trump. Tiana Trump was homeless for a time. And in my porn fantasy, I'm watching porn and I'm watching her Twitter because she does porn on her Twitter. And on her Twitter, she's like, I'm fucking homeless. The guy I was with threw me out. Well, you know, but it's okay. And at the same time, I'm watching her do a 15-guy gangbang. And in my head, I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, I bet you you're a really nice person. And... You know, I would save you. You don't have to do this anymore. Those 15 guys, you could just come and be with me and I would be good to you. Like as anybody, and I know ladies, if you're listening, you must know there's true. There's guys where you have your captain save a home moment. Am I, is it, am I crazy? Am I the only person who's watched a porn and thought to yourself, if I met her, I would be like, hey, you don't have to do this no more. Come with me. You just can stay with me. I know this is you can't turn a hoe into a housewife talk, but I don't believe in that. Um, that theory, that line of thinking that that just because a woman is promiscuous, it means you a hoe. I don't even like the title hoe. I think we haven't even defined sexuality. I think we should fuck and do whatever it is that we want to do. And it's just sex is so fucking taboo because of how vulnerable we are. Like, people have kinks. Kinky shit that people are into. Because when I'm watching um, uh, porn, I see all these different fucking categories that people are into. Like, okay, like, I like, I like threesomes. I like threesomes with two girls and one guy. Hopefully, I'm that guy. You know what I'm saying? But that's my thing. I like threesome porn. Um, I'm really into, you know, shit like that. You know what I mean? I'll watch orgies. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, there's like four guys and then like eight girls or some crazy shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, every now and then I'll watch the one with two guys, one girl, but it's too aggressive. I don't <laughs> There's too much going on where I'm trying to not look at or be a part of you know what i'm saying but like i don't know man am i the only person who's looked at a porn and thought i would date this person i want to save that person and i don't know and people are like oh you're crazy or you're stupid i don't know i'm saying i'm being honest i'm being honest with you guys and being vulnerable with you guys i've had that porn relationship fantasy and um it's weird man it's it's weird and then like the thing with the kinks is I don't have any crazy-ass kinks, but I don't wrong nobody for their kinks. My only question is, how did you develop it? Like, yo, there was a male comedian. I ain't going to say his name unless he wants to be heard. I know he's probably listening. And he made a joke on his Instagram about uh, showing his feet. And somebody messaged him. And was going to pay him $50 to step in jello. Like, this guy was going to send him an e-transfer for $50 so that he could step in jello. 
And I'm like, yo, that's that guy's kink. Like, that's his thing is to see feet in jello makes him want to fucking rah, rah, rah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just crazy. Because it's like, not crazy the kink. Crazy that, like, everybody has different shit about them. And the thing about sexuality, why I don't try to... uh judge anybody i do not try to judge anybody when it comes to sexuality the only thing i say is fuck you if you're a rapist and fuck you if you're a pedophile i don't give a fuck what kind of kink that is for you i don't i I will i will never fucking change my mind on that i hate rapists and i hate pedophiles but anyways with that being said everything else under the sun consensual sex with an adult fucking whatever you want to do man like but i don't understand how you arrive to that like I have a kink that I'm a that I'm a little weird to say because of the fact that people are afraid to say their kinks because everybody wants to act like they're normal. But let's be honest, we're not all just fucking up and down. We're not all just missionary position and then when we're done we roll over and stare at the ceiling and say holding hands and say thank you. Some of us have sex where when we're done we end up with pink eye. You know what I mean? And all right. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. My kink is this. I love it when a girl gets on top and is riding me and she licks her fingers and rubs my nipples. I fucking said it. There it is. That's my shit. If a girl's on top and she's riding me and she fucking puts those fingers in her mouth, I'm like, fuck, yes, it's game time. Because my nipples are sensitive. Okay? I know all the guys right now are like, fucking you pussy. You th- Whatever, man. You have your kink too. You have your kink too. I'm being vulnerable right now. I'm being open. I'm being honest. Okay? That's a weird fucking thing. I know I'm going to catch hell for this. I know a lot of people are going to make fun of me for this, but fuck it. I'm going to come out with mine and let you guys know the limit of my nastiness and... uh you know what I'm saying? If you have your weird kink and you want to write in anonymously, anonymously or fucking with your name, do it. Let me know, man. This is something that I'm, I'm fucking whatever, man. I don't care. And here's another thing that I'm also more a little bit open with. Because I like threesomes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to be in a relationship with a girl who every now and then... She don't mind eating a little pussy. Like, she wants to bust. Like, you have to understand, I'm not necessarily saying I want to have a threesome with you, you, me, and another girl every day. Just, you know, make it, you know, once a year. Once a year. If you think about this, honestly, guys, be honest with yourself. If you were in a relationship where your girlfriend would allow you to have a threesome at least once a year, isn't that better than Christmas? Like you, and here's the thing: it's not even about you wanting to be with anybody else. It's just thank you for playing out a fantasy that I fucking want. And you know, every time I say that, the the big comeback is always, um, "Well, would you let your girl have two guys?" That's uh, that's always the comeback. And I'll be honest: at first. I was like, nah, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. As I'm maturing, I'm like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? She wants to fucking, uh, she's doing, 
I, I'm having this shit and I'm like, yo, the sex with me and this other person, this other person is a tool, like, you know, more than anything else. And when this is over, there's no connection. There's no love. It was just a fun time. And if I'm sitting there convincing my partner that that's what this threesome is, and now she says the same thing to me with two guys, well, fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, you know what? Yes. Yes, I would do it. Yes, I... Fuck it. She could... My only rules are don't, to the other guy, is don't touch me. Um, don't come on the face or titties because that's where daddy puts his mouth. That's it. That's my fucking rules, man. That's, 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 that's my thoughts for it. You know? I wonder what you guys are going to say about this podcast. <laughs> well, we're at that time, man. It's time to go. It's time to wrap up. Uh, I hope you guys come back uh, with some letters opinions and shit and we could talk about shit uh in episode three uh and uh stay safe out there people keep it cool in the pandemic and uh talk to you guys next week man later